Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. We will dedicate... The full remainder of today's program to my new favorite color, which is, drumroll, yellow. Yellow is my new favorite color. Why? Well, because it was announced just yesterday that uh, Salt Lake City Mayor Aaron Mendenhall uh, will be requesting of the state of Utah to allow Salt Lake City, Utah's capital city, uh, to move from orange to yellow in terms of the uh, the risk level. You know how that goes. Each color has a, a certain associated COVID-19 risk level. Uh, well, the the city of Salt Lake has been the, the last orange holdout. Uh, that based on some numbers in some various communities. Well, those numbers, according to Erin Mendenhall, have been uh, on the mend. And she has announced uh, via Twitter just yesterday that she's going to move uh, or request of the state, rather, that the city move away from orange uh, to Yellow. This morning, during the governor's press conference, he announced uh, his intention to uh, to grant that request, and that at 10 a.m. tomorrow, Friday, that Salt Lake City will move uh, to the yellow, uh, the yellow risk level. Now, just for some perspective. Uh, we've gone from red to orange to yellow, and the final uh, remaining step is to green. And green is something akin to the new normal, so we're getting there. We're making some progress. Aaron Mendelenhall, uh, when making the announcement, had this to say. After over a month of downward-trending data in our city for COVID-19, I'm announcing today a recommendation that Salt Lake City shifts to the yellow restriction phase. Mary Mendenhall said the reason number one for moving from orange to yellow is... We have been more precautious than the guidance from the CDC and state health officials. While the recommendation has been for us to look for a 14-day stabilization or decline period in the positivity rate, Salt Lake City's rate has been trending downward since July 13th. We now have over one month of data to show that we are continuing in the right direction in this pandemic. I mentioned that one of the reasons that Mayor Mendenhall held back from making this request earlier is that there were certain zip codes impacted uh, particularly high by this coronavirus. She talked about those uh, zip codes most impacted. Furthermore, our testing rates in the city are above the state target. And Salt Lake City's most impacted zip codes, 84104 and 84116, have each seen an overall trend stabilization or reduction in the past 30 days. Very good news for everyone involved. Finally, here, Mayor Mendenhall has a message for Salt Lake City to take following the guidelines. While a shift comes along with some minor changes to the state's risk guidelines, we all must be vigilant about our actions to stay safe and maintain this downward curve. Masks are still required. 
To help us better understand what this means, uh, we are going to, over the next 20 minutes, look at it from a few different levels. I want to look very specifically at the experience of one business, and then after the break, we'll be speaking with Derek Miller, President and CEO of the Salt Lake Chamber and the Downtown Alliance. So uh, to start this conversation, we have the general manager of the Hilton Hotel, Abby uh, Murtaugh, joining us on the line. Abby, how are you? I am great, Lee. How are you? I, I I'm doing very well. I uh, right now am a resident of Salt Lake City, and this uh, impacts uh, my my life pretty directly. And I imagine uh, yours as well. You've been the general manager there uh, for about four years. Am I correct? That's correct. Yep. How has how have how have things been going over the past few months? Well, you know, first of all, I just have to say yellow is my new favorite color too. <laughs> um, at least for a few months. Hopefully, then it'll become green. That's but- right. Uh, I love yellow. Uh, You know, this economic impact has been unprecedented, challenging for everybody. But I would say the hospitality and tourism industry has really, really taken uh, a difficult time like we've never had before. In fact, our our hotel tax collected in the state of Utah, I just saw, was down 63% in the last quarter. So you can imagine uh, the impact that that's having on our business. But we are seeing a few green shoots now, and this switch to yellow is one of them that is really going to help out our tourism and bringing people downtown to enjoy a lot of the amenities uh, and the reasons they like to try, travel in the first place. Do, do you think that that turnaround in this transition from orange to yellow will be specifically uh, related to the, the change in guidelines, or is this just a, 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 an indication, a signal that we are, in fact, trending in the right direction? W- will you see much change in the way you, you operate day-to-day, do you predict? Well, the biggest changes, as I mentioned before, are going to be in the amenities that we have available to our guests. So we're very excited to be opening up our pool, uh, our outdoor deck that's associated with the pool and our fitness facility. Um, we're looking at reopening our restaurant very soon. And these are things that, you know, when people go out and they want to travel and they want a great staycation downtown in our vibrant city uh, that they can enjoy. So while it's, it's probably not an on-off switch, I mean, look, we're all learning these sure. days as we get through every day and, and learn what impacts one another. We do track very closely uh, what the what the case counts are and, and how that affects our business levels. And we think if we all, you know, continue to see these cases going lower and our amenities continue to open and attract more and more guests and give them what they want, uh, it's definitely going to help business, that's for sure. I, I have, and, and it breaks my heart to admit this because I know what it means in terms of people's livelihoods, but I have made... Uh, certain decisions uh, on my own about uh, whether or not the gym was open at a hotel or the pool was open or available. Uh, I I totally understand what you're saying. How's the staff spirit? How's the mood there? Are you able to uh, maintain? How are are your employees doing? You know what? We, um, our employees are doing amazing. Of course, we've had a lot of furloughs, uh, like every other uh, tourism and hotel uh, entity out there. But we are really looking forward to welcome our, our employees back as travel resumes, and it is starting to resume. You know, we, we hit the rock bottom. The worst-case scenario was when, at the height of the pandemic, when travel really kind of came to a complete standstill, and we've never seen anything like that. Hilton's been in business for over 100 years, and this is by far the worst thing they've, they've gone through, but things are getting better. We're seeing those green shoots. We're starting to call our, our team members back with welcome, open arms, and, you know, we, we're operating differently now, so it is, a, it is not... Um, 
it's nothing's normal, and it's not going to be like it was before. We're all wearing our masks uh, in our in public spaces and in the heart of house. Our our guests are wearing their masks. We're social distancing. We have a great um, check-in experience where you don't even have to approach the front desk. You can log into the Hilton Honors app and go straight to your guest room, and lots more protocols along the way in terms of sanitation stations, uh, disinfecting wipes available for our guests to use. Lots in the fitness facilities in the pools and all our public spaces. So life is different, but back to your question, our team members are really embracing it, and there's nothing more important than the safety and the well-being of our guests and our team members. So we're thrilled to be providing that. Well, I'm, uh, I'm wishing you the very best, and I hope that our uh, our shared favorite color of yellow is just temporary. Let's continue. <laughs> let's stay this course. Uh, let's let green be the favorite color that uh, that endures for forever. <laughs> uh, Abby Murtaugh, thank you so much. Hilton uh, Hotel General Manager in downtown Salt Lake City. Uh, best of luck to you and your staff as you're able to, to open up some more uh, amenities to guests as the city, uh, under the direction of Mayor Aaron Mendenhall, moves from orange uh, to yellow. Abby, thanks again for your time. We're, we're going to take a quick break. And as I said, I wanted to uh, look at this move from orange to yellow from uh, various perspectives. We have seen the experience now of one downtown uh, Salt Lake City business. Now let's get a more broad sense. How will this shift from orange to yellow, uh, the final remaining holdout here in the state. How will that impact uh, downtown? Derek Miller, president and CEO of the Salt Lake Chamber and Downtown Alliance, is my guest next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Welcome back to the final segment of today's episode of Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Uh, we are celebrating for the remainder of today's program my new favorite color. It's it's a temporary favorite color, but it is uh, my favorite color commencing tomorrow, Friday, at 10 a.m. on until we're able to move to green. Right now, my favorite color is yellow. Yellow, why? Well, yesterday... It was announced by uh, Salt Lake City Mayor Erin Mendenhall that she would be requesting of state officials uh, a transition from orange to yellow in terms of the you know the risk level uh, classification that we've been under here in Utah for the past uh, well <laughs> for the duration of this coronavirus. Yeah, uh, from orange to yellow means a relaxing of certain restrictions. We heard from the general manager of the Hilton Hotel in downtown Salt Lake City just a, a moment ago. Some of the relaxed restrictions here as we move into a better place in our fight against the coronavirus, uh, at least in terms of uh, the hotels, means the gyms can open, uh, the pools can reopen, uh, some of the food services are able to expand and cater more so to those uh, who are temporary guests of uh, of the hotels and motels in Salt Lake City. That is very good for business uh, because it has uh, been a difficult go. It has not been easy, and that's uh, you know no one's immune to that. Uh, we can all probably think about some kind of uh, small business, some uh, food establishment uh, that has you know since coronavirus showed up had to close its doors and have. Uh, yet to reopen them. Uh, we we looked very specifically at the experience uh, uh, of Abby Murtaugh, the general manager there at Hilton. Now I want to take a step backwards and get a sense of how this will uh, impact the entire city. Joining me uh, on the program to wrap up today's show is Derek Miller, 
president and CEO of the Salt Lake Chamber and Downtown Alliance, who yesterday, the Downtown Alliance, one of the first organizations to to send word uh, of how excited they were uh, to hear uh, this this uh, uh, this announcement from Mayor Mendenhall. In fact, uh, Derek, yesterday you said we commend Mayor Mendenhall and her administration's efforts in taking this important step to shift restrictions. The mayor's data-informed decision making uh, allows Salt Lake City to balance the financial health of its businesses while maintaining the well-being of its citizens. Derek Miller, uh, welcome back to the program. Lee, always good to be with you. How bad has it gotten? Well, I appreciated what you said, acknowledging the many small businesses that are struggling. And sometimes when we think about downtown Salt Lake City, we tend to think about big businesses. Uh, And it is true. We have a lot of big businesses uh, in big high rises downtown, but we also have a lot of small businesses. In fact, 90 percent of our businesses statewide are small businesses. And they are hurting and they are struggling. And that's why moving to yellow is so important. And that's why I do commend the mayor for uh, moving the city to yellow, because it's going to help those struggling small businesses. And you asked the question, how bad is it? You know, it's it's as bad as it could be without going under, which unfortunately some businesses have suffered as well. Is there, uh, you know, I, I'm, you know, I can only speculate. I'm no uh, economist or expert, and I don't have my finger on the pulse of the experience of every single uh, business. But of Salt Lake City's 2,000 plus businesses, there is a healthy percentage there whose doors have closed and will not reopen. Is that accurate? It is accurate, and we don't have a, a full tally of that yet, and, and we probably won't for some time. The truth is, is that some close their doors because they couldn't stay open in, in those red or orange phases. And now that we're yellow, we may see some of those doors reopen. And that, and that is good news. One of the other things that I am really excited about is having some of the corporate offices bring more of their people back downtown. Of course, they've got to do that under the yellow restrictions. They've got to continue to be safe. I would add to that just a reminder to all of us that uh, you know, when we move from orange to yellow and at some point in the future when we move from yellow to green, it doesn't mean to be less vigilant. It actually means we need to be more vigilant so we can continue to move in the right direction. So in addition to commending the mayor, I really want to commend the uh, citizens and residents of Salt Lake City. It's because of their safety and their vigilance that we were able to move to the yellow phase. You've likely heard me complain over the past few months about having to broadcast this program from my guest bedroom, the the, the temporary studio <laughs> uh, in my little apartment. Well, I, I was just recently able to uh, return. Th- this week I have spent uh, back here at KSL Broadcast House, and it's been remarkable. And it, uh, it, it, it helps me kind of sympathize and empathize with th- something you just said, uh, while much of uh, downtown uh, Salt Lake City is perceived to be a place of, uh, you know, big giant businesses. Uh, that is uh, in part true. There are some, uh, you know, tall buildings there where a lot of people are crammed into their cubicles and offices to work. And right about lunchtime, those people get hungry. Yeah. And the the situation over the past number of months is that as the remote working has been the norm, uh, that hunger is not being taken care of by the restaurants that make up uh, Main Street and off Main Street in Salt Lake City. And uh, and I've seen that. I like to go jogging. You and I have traded jogging notes uh, over yeah. the years here. And uh, as I jog up and down uh, Main Street, uh, there has been a dramatic change 
uh, in in the spirit and the tone there. It's a little bit dirtier. It's a place where uh, people are sleeping on the benches and spend a little bit more time. And that's not to disparage anyone who is uh, housing insecure, uh, but uh, but it's a different place downtown right now. And uh, and I'm looking forward to some change. Well, you're so right, and I'm glad to hear that you are back in the KSL studios there at the Triad Center, uh, important part of our of our capital city. I'm sort of on the other opposite kitty quarter quadrant uh, um, of the of the city, and I see the same thing happening over in my area. And and the solution to that is exactly what you've described, and that's bringing more of those uh, office employees back downtown again. I stress, do it in a safe and a socially distanced and masked up way. But the answer to helping these small businesses along Main Street, whether Main Street in Salt Lake City or whether that's the main street or whether that's the main street in any town in Utah, it's just important that we continue to support them. Very good. Uh, you got a timeline, any predictions when you think we'll all be uh, out of these uh, nasty woods? Well, the reality, Lee, is that it's going to be some time. Uh, it's important to remember as we move from orange to yellow and yellow to green, we're not talking about going completely back to normal. That's going to be some time in the future. And it'll be sometime even after we have a vaccine, which it sounds like we're making good strides on. But it's going to take time for people to actually get the vaccine. Probably like other vaccines, they're going to need to get a booster. And then it's going to be some time before people just feel comfortable again, you know, interacting in, in the way that they did before or even after they've received uh, a vaccine that's working for them. But the good news is we know a lot more about the virus than we did before. And the other even better news is the best way to uh, overcome and defeat the transfer and the spread of the virus is actually pretty simple when you think about it. I mean, it's seldom in life that the best thing we can do is actually one of the easiest things we can do. But that's exactly what wearing a mask represents uh, in, in this fight against the coronavirus and in helping to lift up our economy. Derek Miller, president and CEO of the Salt Lake Chamber and Downtown Alliance. We're going to leave it at that. Wear a mask. Final word. You've got it. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, best of luck to you uh, and the Alliance as we uh, you know, hope and pray and root for uh, this great city of ours. Uh, thanks again for your time. Thank you. All righty. That's going to do it for today's episode of Live Mike. It was a pleasure spending the afternoon with you. Had a great time. We covered a lot of ground. Uh, left a little bit on the cutting room floor, though. There's some fun stuff we didn't quite get to today. Uh, I'll bring it up tomorrow. It's going to make you laugh, and it's going to make you feel good. Uh, I can promise you that. Right now, though, time for me to step aside, make way for the great Jeff Kaplan, as he brings to you here on KSL News Radio. Jeff Kaplan's Afternoon News. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.